to the Chile Today podcast. I'm Bethany Francis. And I'm Lenny Kluge. We're two immigrants living in Chile talking about Chilean news, cultural events, travel, business, and more. If you want to support our podcast, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash the Chile Today podcast. That's one word. www.patreon.com slash the Chile Today podcast. start talking hello hello yes. hello i am not bethany as you can hear yeah or maybe your voice just turned really deep for some reason because mine is very hoarse today <laughs> because i had a few too many to drink last night i have uh well, i'm therapy. not bethany i am pinguino <laughs> but yeah my voice is also very down today mostly because of allergia, um, allergies yeah and i also um i think i might be a bit sick actually because Oh, like a... you're telling me this now. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're already <laughs> Sitting right across from each other. Okay. Uh, uh, never mind. I think we owe our listeners a little apology, huh? Yeah, for the long yeah. time. What the, was the last episode? Like a, a while ago. I think a month ago or something like a that. A month ago. Yeah, already. maybe. Yeah, time things, things have year. happened. Yeah. Like, Bethany's currently on In vacation. The, ooh, yes. You were buried in work. Things have happened in my life too. Yeah, various things. It's just like life got in the way. Yeah, life life got in the way. Pretty much that. So we're sorry. We're very sorry about that. But we're getting back on track. Yes, last week now, like September. Was it at the end of September? I got, I got, I got uh, dates on my notes. Oh yeah, it was the end of the. It was a month ago. Yeah, it was exactly. So yes, pretty much exactly a month ago. Very much apologies. Happy dieciocho. Yeah. Both October and September. Yeah, happy birthday to everybody who had a birthday. I Statistically, guess. someone. Someone probably had a birthday. Yeah. And you know who you know who you are. Yeah. Congratulations. We're specifically talking to you. We're not gonna say your name because we don't want to expose you. But yeah. Right, right. Because we keep taps on all our listeners. We got events coming up, don't events we? Coming up. Yeah, yes, we events coming up. Yes, we have events coming up. up. Uh, we have the first event would be tomorrow. If I manage to edit this in time, <laughs> which would be a Spinguino from the past speaking. Yes, which would be English, uh, an English book exchange. Yes, on Tuesday, October twenty fifth, at the Black Rock Pub, which is near Tobalaba. Yep. Uh, basically, it's ju- you yep. bring one book in English, mm-hmm. where the point is to exchange it. Yeah, I was so, just about to say the name almost gave it away. It's it an exchange away, of yeah. uh, books. Exactly. So we do like a, I think it's called like a dirty hand, dirty Santa, or like a Yankee swap, something like that. Yankee swap sounds like something they make up in the south. Anyway, <laughs> that sounds like something you don't want to try in the bedroom. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> or go Mets. Now, uh, yeah. so yeah, so basically we all go with the book. We put them all on a table, and you go and they take the book that you we like draw numbers see who goes first yeah some kind of arcane ritual that bethany came up with i'm not quite sure what it is but it's fun apparently it's fun involved somehow yeah like pentagrams on the floor candles but yeah so the thing is we you get up you come in with one book (laughs) with another book (laughs) like you know the necronomicon you just walk out with the necronomicon transmorphication stuff like that led to gold don't think about it it's fun it's fun. Hope to see you there. And that will be tomorrow. Then would be... The, the next thing would be our Trivia Night slash Pub Quiz on November 5th. Remember, which remember. is a great fun event. Just 
jotted down already or if you listen to this and you want to participate just send us a mail because these things sell out because we always do at the BlackRock we only have eight tables each table holds a team of four the price is 10,000 pesos for each team per team and since it's such a popular event it sells out really rapidly so if you want to take part write us and we make a reservation for you I think you said prize what did I say? What for what? I think you just said price. The price is ten thousand pesos per table. The, oh no, the price. The price. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I I understood price. Like, oh no no no. Yeah, price. You gotta pay ten thousand no, pesos. No, I mean per there are, there are prices. There are. Prices. No, yeah, there are prices. And there they may or prices. may not be worth ten thousand pesos. But yeah, there, there's no the, money. But price. the emotional value. That's yeah. You cannot attach a monetary value to like these emotional. You cannot put a price yeah, on good um, memories. And friendships. Yeah. And one trivia, <laughs> and okay. the people you meet at the trivia. We do have, uh, we ha do. Uh, there is a lot of people who have become really good friends, apparently, in the trivia night. You were still waiting for the first trivia, trivia baby to be conceived. That is true. And wedding invitations, we haven't gotten one. Yeah, bastards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's all the events we have up for now. Up. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Okay, let's get started with a little COVID update as usual. And honestly, there's really not much new in the COVID sphere these days. And, you know, frankly... I thought COVID was over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, officially it's kind of over, so to speak, quote-unquote, because there are no more restrictions. But I think we're still in the sanitary emergency state, like, theoretically, I've heard. I think, yeah. We are in a sanitary stage, not the last... <laughs> we one. are in a... We live in a society. We are in a sanitary state. No, but, like, I think, yeah. I think I don't think we're 100% in the clear, but although they have taken away most of the... Yeah, it's just, like, like you don't notice it anymore, you know? And, frankly, like, even the numbers, they barely make the headlines anymore. I don't think they even do because they used they used to do for a long time the the daily report. Yeah, daily report. The, yeah, no, yeah, no, no they, it's like a weekly thing. No, no, they still do it daily, but it's just like it doesn't make the headlines anymore. I mean, today, the day of this recording, mm -hmm. we are about five thousand seven hundred infections per day with a positivity rate of around fifteen percent, which is not great since That's we've been high. below. Yep, we've been below ten percent only a few weeks ago. But then again, you know, it's just like the, the government, they dropped the mask mandate and we had the Fiestas Padrias, which was also a big old driver and people are going back to the office and yada, yada, yada. So actually, ex-health minister Manilich, remember that guy? Oh, what? He tweeted about uh, needing mask. Yeah. He put the mask mandate for public for, transportation. Exactly. He came out of the woodwork and said that. And I'm like, you know, you don't hear this often from me, but... I agree with him on this one. Yeah, me too. Like I, I take the subway every day to go yeah. to work, and I always wear my mask. Yeah, it's just I don't wear. I literally do not wear my mask anywhere else anymore. But if I get on the metro, on the micro, yeah, it's just yeah, too it's, many people, it's, it's, too crowded. It just and at least in the metro, you know, it's unventilating. You know, yeah. you're not, and also, you know, honestly, I think I'm just gonna keep on using this whole thing. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, in Japan, they do it. Like that's true. Like independently of COVID or not, you know, they've always. I mean, personally, I'm ugly, so I kind of. Benefit from the mask. Jesus, what the okay. All right. You but said like, that. especially because um, the thing that I got really used to doing with my mask is that I, I st when I listen to music and I'm walking down the street and I had the mask on, I start mouthing the words of the music, and I realized that the other day I I still do that only without my mask. Oh yeah, some so, habits you pick up. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like uh, I like once figured out that. If I yawn and have a mask on, I don't have to cover my mouth, which, yes. is like, which really appealed to my laziness. But then you have to deal with your own freaking mouth stink. From That's true. <laughs> Still lingers in the mask, which is terrible. Yeah, or sneezing. Sneezing is the worst. It's ugh, so bad. 
like, disgusting. But you know, as a side effect, you start brushing your teeth a little bit more thoroughly after that, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, but anyway, you know, we're heading to summer right now. Uh, so that's usually when the cases like tend to fall a bit anyway. And we uh, we're gonna have a fifth shot, or rather a third booster already being doled out. And actually, it's not so much third? of a third booster; oh, it's yeah. more of um, the first annual shot that'll that we're gonna probably gonna have for the rest of our miserable lives, lives from here on out. I and mean, so they kind of like, they, they kind of, huh? That's very alentador. Yeah, it so is. Pretty. I mean, it's kind of like the flu shot from now on. Yeah. And they kind of try to reframe it that way. It's not the boost. It's not like part of the same vaccination scheme anymore. We're going to like, okay, this whole thing, they kind of like try to communicate it in that way that they were like, okay, the, the, the pandemic uh, is kind of over, quote unquote. So now we're just going to go back to business as usual in so far that we're going to do yearly shots from now. So this is not part of the current scheme. You know what I'm saying? So they try to change the narrative a little bit, which kind of makes sense. I'm guessing that it's like the flu shot in that if you don't get it, you don't really have a... Because the possibility is not, no longer a thing. Yeah, it's no longer so a thing. So it's just like if you want to get it, you... Exactly. They're not going to make it mandatory. I'm going to get it. But yeah. So so the latest update, it says that as of October 24th, which from the day of this recording is in two days from now, the health workers that had the last shot until July 3rd this year and immunocompromised people that had the last at least one booster shot until May 8th this year are eligible to receive the annual annual refresher. So there's actually no info yet on when the gen pop general population gonna get theirs but i'm pretty sure it's gonna come out soon so you know keep your ears pricked and your eyes peeled and for the prick yeah, yeah that too keep your ears pricked for the prick yeah that is what do you think i was talking about a dick maybe okay i'm not gonna comment on i'm that. not gonna i don't judge i don't judge it's <laughs> people think what they want to think yeah that's true so that, that's all i have for the COVID update you got some news i do have some news that's awesome uh, Later. I got uh, the government, the Minister of Vivienda, Minister of Housing. Yeah, Housing Ministry, housing, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, Housing Ministry. They are launching a new, a Carlos, new plan. Carlos Montes, is it right? Huh? Carlos Montes? Yes, Carlos Montes. Yeah, I know my ministers. Nice. Thank you. Uh, they are launching a new plan. A new, well, not really plan. Like, more like a thingy. I'm not really thinking of the word. Campaign? Campaign. No, it's they're doing this thing for bettering making for bettering the uh, re- the renting situation in the country. Yep, sounds good. As I'm guessing, most people can know there's a bit of a cra- housing crisis right now here. Oh, good. And that the prices are just absorber, uh, horrible, super high for basically shoe boxes. I, I just can't even wrap my head around this. You see, just like everybody everywhere, everybody everywhere is just constructing all the time, and then. Prices keep on rising. It was yeah, like, no, this bubble's going to burst at some point. Yeah. It's not. It's weird because I've, I've, been, I've been seeing um, like huge buildings being built with like easily 20, um, 20 apartments in one floor. Mm-hmm. With a minimum 20 yeah. floors up, up. If you go to Estación Central, I mean, it's, it looks like a scene from Blade Runner. Yeah, did, did you mention that to me, the vertical ghettos, that's what they call yes, it? Yes, vertical yeah. ghettos. Sounds a bit disparaging, but apparently that's very... a term that they use. Yeah, and so basically to help fight this, the Ministro de Viviendas are launching a new thingy, which I already said, and I'm sorry for using the word thingy, uh, words escape me a lot. We're professionals here. Yes. 
so it's basically they acquired a bunch 80 80 apartments in the region del Bio Bio. What 80? 80 apartments. It's not that much. Well, it's something. Well, it's true. They're trying. Baby steps. Baby <laughs> yes, steps. Yes, baby steps. So 80 apartments in the Región del Bio Bio, which they will they will make sure to be rent will be rented at a fair price, uh, by being you know the ministry. Uh, rent controlled. Rent controlled in a way. Yeah. yeah. By the same government. These are these 80 apartments, are. Ah, they have a kitchen, a living room, bathroom. Two. They are two to three bedrooms, and in. Like the building in large, they have a green area, which means like grass yeah. and uh, trees and stuff. <laughs> Just waltz painted green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? You ask for a green area, you got a green area. Stop this complaining. The parking lot is painted green. <laughs> uh, and, you know, like places for kids to play and stuff. Yeah. So this is part of a larger... They, this is where they're starting out with 80 apartments. Gotcha. Originally, they wanted to make it so that it could people could buy these apartments. But apparently, it's still like kind of. I think it might be too. He didn't really specify. The minister didn't specify why they couldn't do it. They just said he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But I think it has to do with the fact that the, the, the before part was news. This is now my personal opinion. Uh, that I think it has to do with the the budget that the ministry has. Maybe it's more difficult to buy apartments to have them than be sold to other at a lower price. Mm-hmm. And I think the Constitution kind of limits the government's ability to be able to do these kind of things. Hmm. Yeah, because at some point they would get into... They, it could be considered that they get into competition with free market yeah, exactly. players. Which is a big no-no. In the yeah, for me, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you need social... I mean, I, I kind of get the point. I mean, of course, you need social housing, but then you don't want it to distort the market. So, like, exactly, you got yeah. to see at what to, to, to what point you can you can take this... Thing. And yeah, of course, it's an investment from the part of the government. But like, does this does the article say anything about like who qualifies for these kind of? Uh, because I guess not everybody can apply for those things, right? Uh, I don't think so. No, it did not mention. Yeah. Uh, I shall look right now, and I shall cut it so that it sounds like I knew it from the beginning. <laughs> so the minister of vivienda, Carlos Montes, said, uh, "The renting is the part of the pathway to be able to have your own house." However, to... <laughs> okay, that's a truism if I've ever heard one. I mean, it's, he's not wrong. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's uh, what truism yeah, means. Yeah. I mean. um, there's a, uh, however, the issue, to today, the issue today is that there's a big speculation around the renting prices. That's why the government is going to begin working to lower these prices. Yep, yep. Well, it makes sense. Not everybody can afford that kind of stuff. Exactly. Okay, so the people who will be able to apply for this, for these rent control apartments, are those who also are already involved in the subsidio de arriendo, yeah. which is a government subsidy that helps people pay their rent. Mm-hmm. And basically, the the amount of rent will be fixed by the government so that it doesn't go over the twenty five percent of the income of the people who are renting. So, for example, if a family has a income of seven hundred thousand pesos. Mm-hmm. Their rent will be around 170,000. Yeah. Which I don't know math. Do you know math? Yeah, it's like three, Does that check yeah, out? We got 175,000 will be a fourth 25%, yeah. Okay, cool. And so the, basically it's starting out with the 80 apartments, but they plan that this they plan to help around 1800 families. Okay. Uh which would be 
their end goal. That would be their end goal on twenty twenty six, which is when Boric's term will be over. Okay, sounds good. So yeah, that really unprepared and talked about news, which I just butchered, is what I have. <laughs> but hey, actually, well, we le- I learned something new, so that's yeah. good. So let me talk about something else then. It's because there have been a few changes in the, or if, let's say a few upheavals when it comes to health, uh, the local health system, public as well as private okay, one. Okay, yeah. Because there has been a change in the FONASA system. FONASA, if you don't know, is the public health system here in Chile. And the buzzword of the day is copago cero, zero copay. Ooh, yes. Yep, that uh, it's not new really. Actually, that has been around since September. But since we've been so hyper focused on what's going on with the constitution, yes. we mm. haven't been really able to cover that. So you got to know that the Fonasa membership is split into four tiers, from A to D, with A being for the poorest of the poor, and then D for people who are not completely fucked, but you know, are not really well off either by any stretch of the imagination. And before the tiers C and D, they had to pay for 10% and 20% respectively of whatever medical attention they received. So with the new law in place, they just they don't have to pay for anything anymore. Mm. And this move has been actually applauded by the WHO, which highlighted that mm. the WHO... Yeah, God damn it, I always fall for that. <laughs> <laughs> so they highlighted that like equal access to healthcare is very important to mitigate social equality. And they also said like this is important for like, you know, peace, mm. <laughs> like, you know, within the society. Just, yeah, yeah. I mean, like they got a point and mm. it kind of makes sense for, for this to be for free. So, w- which is a great start. Now, doesn't say a lot about the quality of treatment that you're going to receive, yeah, that's, but, that's eh, is, you know, it is what it about, is. You know, the fact that you don't have to, that you have Copago Seguro, it's still going to help a lot of people yeah. get access to it. Yeah, which is, you know, great for mm-hmm. them. So, on the other hand, uh, the private healthcare organizations, the SAPLIS, they're not doing so hard at the moment. Because, so, okay, look, at first, like three months ago, there was talk of an in- imminent collapse of the system because, you know, the, you had the high costs that have incurred during the pandemic. And then with a lot of people out of work, um, that didn't really help either because uh, Isabra didn't have a lot of cash coming in on the other side. So it just had a lot of costs and not a lot of income. And they were like, we're struggling here. What's going on? And it collapses, you said. Yeah. Like, said like, oh, yeah. Time, like, we are on the verge of bankruptcy. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it was just so dramatic. It was like, yeah. it's, it's, it's a matter of weeks. It's a, this is going to go down. I was like, chill out, you know. But they were very being very dramatic. And... Um, so, yeah, so they had this problem. And, you know, what adds to that is that there's, like, this national sport here in Chile of suing Isabelis whenever they raise their premiums, right. you know. And curiously enough, more often than not, the courts decide in favor of the plaintiff, which will be the people in this case. So they tried again to raise the premium in August by 7.6%. And the Supreme Court was just like, nope, that's the sound of a tapa. <laughs> because according to the judges, or wasn't the judges, I think it was ministers who made uh, in the, the tribunal who, who made this decision, according to them, the Sabbath, they didn't really do a good job explaining why exactly they <laughs> needed to raise the premiums. Why are you raising that? Because yeah, the they were like, yeah. yeah, well, show me the numbers. We're like, mm, 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 and then and they also said, you can't just slap the same number like all across the, all plans, yeah. all these Sabbath, just like this too, yeah, cause I remember, too I remember, indiscriminate. Because I actually, I think I'm actually in the people who are getting their things raised. So... You what raised? Because I have an Isabri, and I, I'm, I, my Isabri is one of the th- ones that are getting, like, raising all costs. Oh, oh everybody is raising, and all the Isabris are raising, oh, but, the Isabris, but, yeah, okay. but I'm going to get to that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so, because I, I just remember, like, just checking, like, oh, yeah, they're raising it. Why? Because, yeah. 
Yeah, because. 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 Because fuck you. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what we do. So, but they said, like, yeah, they couldn't do that. So they were like, nope. So, but at that point, when they said, like, okay, you can't raise your premiums, like, a bunch of those subscribers, they had already raised their premiums for, like, the last three months. And now they have to pay back the difference. And, but this way, this, that way, that this will not happen through one reimbursement. But they decided that they will, and that was not the Sabre that uh, decided that there was the superintendents of health, the health superintendents here. Mm-hmm. They decided that they will credit you with the so-called ex- excedentes, which is like uh, having a balance in your favor in your Sabre. You can use it to pay for medical appointments, for medication, but you can't have it cashed out. That's yeah. just not how it works. It's kind of like a very, it's like a debit cash card that you can use for like specific purpose. Yeah, it's like a gift card for, for health services. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's a very nice comparison there so um but you know so this is the, how they're going to pay back the difference but they won't credit you this accident immediately either so instead the amount that they overcharged in june will be credited to your accident this in october the amount for july will be credited in november and august and december so this is how they're going to do it but okay now remember that the only reason that the supreme court put a lid on the increase uh, was that the Isabras didn't really do a good job justifying why they increased their premiums. Yes. Uh, that was the only... They, they didn't put a lid on the increase himself, them, itself. Like, they said, like... They didn't say, okay, you can't increase the prices. They were like, no, 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 no. We're not okay with your reasoning here. But they never said that they can't increase the price, the, the, the premiums. Yeah. <laughs> and Is that purpose or just... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's just like honestly, I can't really speak to that because, in a, I mean, hearing about the situation, thinking about the pandemic, I mean, it kind of makes sense that they would have to increase prices. Yeah. But like, I don't know, I don't know the financials, I don't know the numbers, I don't know how much mismanagement was going on. I have no idea, you know. Yeah, because I remember I don't know if you're going to talk about this, but the fact that a lot of clinics, private uh, private clinics here in Chile, are getting they had convenios with certain yeah, companies, yeah. and a lot of them are closing down. Like they're no, we're not gonna work with this up anymore. Yeah, because they just you don't have the cash to yeah. back it up anymore. I guess yeah. So yeah, so like shortly after the, after the verdict of the Supreme Court, like the the Isabras, they came out of the woodwork and they were just like, all right, premium increase, take two, here we go. <laughs> and so this time they apparently they went about it a little bit differently, and the increases were not like a plain seven point six percent across the board, but they could like range between zero and seven point six percent. So my Isabras, for example, I'm with my Medica, I'm calling you out. They raised oh, my I, plan by five. Jinx. Um, yeah, mine's also getting raised. Yeah, by five, mine by 5.6 percent. I don't know if that like that's they do the same race across all the plants, uh, yeah, but yeah. But you know, so far the the courts haven't really said anything. I mean, I didn't know this off the top of my head either. I just had to check out the the carta de adecuación. You got the choice there. Like you can opt out, you can switch isapre, or you can go like you know for NASA. But that's, it's it's yeah. it's kind of like sink or swim. Like you don't have a lot of choice there. And well, what did I hear today? They were like, they also give you the option to just stay with your old plan, but apparently they can tweak your old plan so that uh, hospitalizations are not for free anymore, and they're going to be for free in the new plan. I, I don't know quite how this works, but they kind of really try to hospitalization for free. That would be nice. The cokes. Oh, I don't know. There are certain costs oh, that yeah. weren't there before. Like, like I don't want to, you know, say know. anything that I don't know anything about. Which I think all of the times that I've had to be in the hospital, the most expensive thing was just spending a night there. Oh, good lord! Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. no yeah. kidding. So you know, so so, but they did this now, like of what, like a month ago or something, yeah. and uh, the courts haven't said anything yet. 
And so what I did is I actually I got in touch with one of these many law firms that, that specialize in bringing these class action lawsuits mm -hmm. uh, against these up to, to avoid these increases. And then they Wait, usually... Oh, look at you doing reporter work. Uh, no, 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 no. That was just my personal interest because I didn't want to get oh, my plan so, okay. increased. Of course not. No, 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 no reporter work. It was just like, I want paying more, you know, <laughs> and they usually do that for free. I mean, I've done it before. Like a free and consultation? No, no, no. Uh, it's just like you bring you, they go like, hey, you know, I don't, I don't want, I want to sue them against, uh, you know, upping the premium. And they were like, yeah, sure. Send us a copy of the uh, adjustment letter. Send us a copy of your carnet. Send us your, your route and blah, blah, blah. And then they just, that's all you have to do. And then they go about the business. And then at some point they go like success, you know, and then they have to pay you back. And basically what they do is they just guess they finance themselves by taking like a so share yeah. of whatever uh, the ESAP to pay back. And, but this time, this time I asked them and it's like, yeah, okay, I want to sue them. And they were like, well, we not quite sure if this is going to be successful this time. So can you front us like 30 Lucas? And I was oh, like, Jesus. nope. Thank you very much, because I was like, you know, okay, fuck it, you know, because if they are not sure if this is going to go stick this time, then I guess just got to yeah, swallow yeah. that pill, you know. So it's, it's sort of a weird situation right now, because you are paying more now, but they still have to pay you back for the previous month. So it's it's all a bit confusing. So if you're wondering why your health plans went up, if you have Isapido, or they went down, if you have Fonasa, so that's, you got the yeah, answer right there. Up or down. Up or down. So or, yeah. You get I'll another thing? I do have another, nice. another thing, something very interesting. So most of, I don't know about you, Leonard. Oh well, Lenny. please ask. Uh, well, but I take that I take a lot of public transit. Oh yes, I do too. Yes, because I don't know how to ride a bike and I don't have a car. That kind of narrows so, your yeah, options just, there. I always want to walk everywhere in Santiago, but I I get across in all of Santiago to get to work, so it's not unless I wake up at like five in the morning. Oh, fun times. Fun times. Yeah. So basically, the thing is, since ever since 2019, October, since October 2019, the bus fare and the subway fare has been frozen. Mm-hmm. Something happened, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I something going raised... on in October 2019. Yeah. Uh, well, something... I think they wanted to raise it a little bit. Someone got mad. Somebody. Somebody. And a lot of somebodies. Yeah, and they were like, shut up. They were like, okay, we shut up. And that was that. It's an opinion. Oh, I wish. Anyway, <laughs> so ever since then, uh, Congress has, has had the price fare frozen ever since 2019 it's been to uh, 720 pesos for the bus system or the red system i think it's called now yeah and the metro has been fixed at a, a 800 pesos at, at peak hour man i remember back Rush in the hour, days or? when the meekers was still yelling you had to pay the bus driver like 400 pesos or less Oh, I, did. I have a TV Back in the days. CBO. And they were still driving like madmen. Oh, yeah, I had those in Holy the shit. <laughs> Every, uh, it was like everybody was out for themselves. Uh, yeah. It was like, you know, no, you better back then, back be driving the yellow, faster. The yellow buses, they got paid by... Yeah, yeah by passenger. By passenger. Yeah, so, yeah. of course, they were all racing to get the most amount of passengers. And you could get off whenever. It's just oh, like, yeah. you want to get off in the middle of the highway? Be my guest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've never... I didn't take those because I'm uh, like 18 years younger than Lenny. But, <laughs> yeah, I've heard stories. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So unfortunately, this frozen, this trying to they they froze the prices. That freeze cannot stand forever, not with this heat. So <laughs> nice. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so basically, you know, rising, you have rise in costs and the rise in gas, yeah. which that's the ones that are affecting the buses the most. Uh -huh. So basically, the Minister of Transport Juan Carlos Muñoz says that they are contemplating maintaining they're going to keep the price frozen until the end of the year 
However, starting next year, around January or February, they haven't really specified when, they're going to be evaluating a gradual unfreezing of these prices. Mainly, the, the specific reason they give is the rise in, the rise in fuel. Because, you know, meat grows take a lot of fuel and, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a lot more expensive. Yeah, it's, the it's government's a fuel really, prices. It's huh? metros for metros electricity. Electricity exactly. prices going. We got inflation going rampant. That makes everything more expensive. It's just, yeah, although... It, everything's expensive. Louis de Grange, I doubt I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The ex-president of the metro has said that the metro has a different need than the micro. So in theory, the metro might not be affected by the by the inter, by the international fuel index. Does yeah, no, yeah, no, probably not. Yeah. It's just I'm not quite sure about the about the because the, the pricing of electricity here mm-hmm. because m- I think most electricity still comes from water power here so the dams in the south yeah yes i guess yes. that we have some a- and chile doesn't import or export energy either i think we import a little bit from argentina no, i think you i, I think the network isn't there the south like it's not even connected i think no but in the south yeah like patagonia like because yeah. oh, those places rely a lot on argentina oh, okay. although that's just my speculation you could be i think you're more correct ah, yeah. uh so yeah anyway so they are uh, evaluating uh, how much it, it's going to go up but the current consensus which I, I use a lot of words i don't know is it correct or not uh i think it's correct yeah i think that's correct yeah but i'm, I'm we're not a, neither of us is our native english speaker True. we're missing bethany uh so basically they're saying more or less it could go up either 150 or even 200 pesos when it comes to the buses oh boy they better do that step very, by step very very i think they have to find like this they're probably going to do the first race going to be like 29 pesos because they knew like 30 <laughs> shit hit the fan they were like 29 should be fine yeah <laughs> i think yeah it's gonna be really gradual there's no way they can raise it 200 pesos just out of nowhere yeah, that especially mean, not with this economic situation right no, now I mean, not uh, at all i mean that would mean the subway would be at least luca at peak at rush hour gross yeah expensive I mean, yeah, yeah but you know i wish they would make like something like a monthly ticket or something like that like i know in germany a lot of cities have that in Germany, they have a lot of uh, uh, public transportation that have like, okay, pay, I don't know, 100 euros, I have no idea. But they go like, okay, for that, you can ride as many buses and subways as you want for till the end of the month. Yeah. Which I think would also foster a little bit the use of the public transportation here, which is actually pretty good compared to other Latin American countries. Yeah, so. I think that, that, would, be, that would be a smart idea. Because, yeah, I think, uh, I've, I think I've seen the same system in New York and yeah you got a sunday pass for tourists at yeah, least yeah for tourists and i think i think london has one could be i, I just I, I i my knowledge of london is very limited but the I tube the tube i think they also sell like daily passes or like seven or like a month pass yeah yeah it's pretty common i don't know why they don't do it here they should do it here yeah instead they have like qr code tickets which is oh, fancy yeah, pants or, but yeah like you could do like a daily pass for people who come because there's a lot of people who come here to santiago just for like the day, like having to do tramites, you know, people who live in like, well, not Rancaba because it doesn't exist, but you know, like <laughs> Vina. Like I think I, I think I'm, I've known people who live in Vina and they come here like once every month. To, yeah, like, do I mean, with the QR and then, pass, it makes sense that they don't have to buy like this tarjeta beep anymore. We talked about this before, though. It's just, yeah, I know. I just, yeah. I just, uh, I, I see a lot of people using the QR pass. I just not, I'm not gonna use that because I feel very weird about go taking my cell phone out. Yeah, and, you know, like the yeah, I get that. and like it basically means that if anyone sees my cell phone, they're gonna 
They're going to have my nude, and they're going to have my beep. Okay, that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> just being real here. Being real. Being real. And the access to my bank. I'm going to stop saying what I have in myself. <laughs> exactly. My address like, is as follows. Yes. And they're going to figure out my password, which is... <laughs> which is... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much, uh, so yeah, so they're thinking about doing this in January or February, so, you know, make sure to clear your schedules in case something happens. <laughs> yeah, get to learn how to ride a bike, how about it? Yeah, <laughs> probably. All right, so you got anything more for that? Uh, that's pretty much it. Okay, so, l then let's talk a little bit about this dumpster fire that is the constitutional process, or rather the struggle to restart it, and how. And honestly, like, I almost, I almost just didn't want to do it because it's just i didn't want to talk about it almost because yeah. it's just such a back and forth and nothing really has been decided and a lot of ideas are floating around and nobody really agrees on anything and i'm not even sure i'm getting everything right here but and it wouldn't really matter anyway because tomorrow everything might be different again anyway but yeah so the starting point would be september 4 uh, when the constitutional proposal received a resounding defeat at the oh, polls resounding, resounding. by the hands of the Chilean people. Well, you know, yeah. it is as it is. Uh, before that, however, 38%. pretty much all of the political parties, with a notable exception of the Republican Party, of course, they agreed that, yes, we totally need a new constitution, even if it's not going to be this particular draft. That was even before the, uh, the exit yeah. referendum. Like, esta no. Like, they said, like, oh, we want a new one, but this, not this one. Yeah, yeah but that, also... Their but, campaign was, like, said, like, oh, esta no. Right, right, yeah. But also, like, the parties that were in favor, they kind of... They, they knew the possibility was real, you know? Yeah. So they were, like, just, like, okay, we, we, we need a new one. So they already got together before. They kind of, like, agreed, if this is going to get rejected, we're going to work on a new one. Yeah. So, yeah, and as I said, like, the writing was on the wall. They were, like, okay, let's, you know, sit together and, you know, work it out, talk about it, you know, like a family, like we used to. And... Mm -hmm. um, so then the proposal got rejected pretty clearly. Yeah. And then the political right, all of a sudden, they realized that they just got some major big dig energy. And so they pulled set collective dicks out, dicks out and they swung him around wildly. And because they were first not going to the meetings that Boric called, like, like on the like, you, you don't get to set the agenda here. You know, that was kind of like the vibe that they yeah. tried to transmit. And then they were going to the meetings, and when Boric and his cabinet, they came out of the meetings pretty happy about the progress and the agreements made, and the right was all just like, what agreements? We didn't agree to shit, you know, what are you talking about? <laughs> Which was the most ridiculous yeah. thing ever, because they totally contradicted what some of their spokespeople said before. But, you know, it is what it is. So, so now the political parties are finally, they're putting their heads together, and they started hammering out a, frame, a framework on how to go about the, the next process, the con next constitutional process. So in mid-September, they actually came to a first agreement of five points. First, they agreed to that, yes, we indeed need to continue the process to create a new constitution. Second is that they agreed that the constitution, the convention should be 100% elected by the people, but three, that it should also include uh, experts. Mm -hmm. Four, that the convention should have gender parity. And five, that the exit referendum should also have mandatory voting. That was just like the first agreement that they came to. Only the exit referendum? Huh? Only the exit referendum? Well, yeah, because we're not talking about the entry referendum because that's something that's very much up, up in the air still. Oh, okay. Yeah, because pretty much everybody agreed that an entry referendum wouldn't be necessary since people, you know, people have spoken pretty clearly during the entry referendum in 2020, mm -hmm. expressing the people's desire for a new constitution. But then a Cadempo came out that showed that 
quote-unquote only 50% totally backed the idea of a new constitution and 48% said that they rather see the current constitution reformed. Now, think of Kadem what you will, but it's yeah, pretty yeah. much the only pollster that we have. I think the other one is Plaza Publica or something. Eh? Yeah, and there's also the Pulso Ciudadano. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, but, uh, but Kadem all, is like the most... The well, most prolific one, you know? Yeah. So... And, you know, also that, that same poll, they said that 50% of the people support the idea of an entry referendum to decide whether we should get a new constitution or reform the current one, while only 40 43% said that they don't need an entry referendum and uh, that the politicians should get the process for the new constitution rolling. So after that, some members of parliament uh, from both sides, actually, uh, of the aisle, they, they said, like, maybe we should consider this. Mm. And then the discussion apparently was just filed away and they went on with the business. It's kind of like it was just like a flash in the pan for some reason. Nobody really talked about it for a while. Yeah. And then about a month later, um, the government met up with the opposition again and they worked out what they called the 12 principles for a future constitution. That a future And that future constitution would have to abide by these points no matter what. So those are, we got number one, Chile is a democratic republic. Two, Chile is a unitary and decentralized state, mm -hmm. which, all right. Three, can't nobody touch the human dignity and human rights? Nobody. Four, uh, indigenous nations are recognized, but they made a point to really emphasize in the same paragraph that the Chilean nation is one and indivisible, because <laughs> that was a big you know, yeah, point of content during the, during the last process. Five is that Chile is a social and democratic state um, where, where the rule of law prevails. Uh, six is that the national emblems are the flag, the coat of arms, and the anthem. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Seven is that uh, we got separation of power here, so the three independent powers are the executive, the, legis le the legislative, and the judicative. The what? Judicative, I think it's how you pronounce it. I'm not really sure. You know what I mean. Like uh, the ju judiciary, judicative, yeah, I yeah. think it's, it's what it's called. First time I've heard of that because uh, I was. I've known judicial it. power. I just know, yeah, I only heard about it as referred to it as the judicial. Yeah, I, think judicial the, I think the power. academic term is judicative, I think. I don't know. Hey, man, if. Judicative? <laughs> judicative, no doubt. So, um. <laughs> Okay. Right in if I'm wrong, please correct me. I'm open for that. Yeah, no, but the third three separation of states yeah. as the typical well thing. And then number eight is also that they have other independent uh, institutions such as like the central bank and the Comptroller General, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, nine is that Chile guarantees the right to life, equality before the law, and the right to property, which kind of, I mean, okay, right to life, that kind of sounds like a non-starter for the abortion discussion, so I'm not sure where this is going to go. It is, because that's the, the, that's the same argument that's been used for the current constitution mm. to pro, for prohibit yeah. abortion. Cause yeah. in the, I think the current constitution specifically says all life is sacred. Yeah, that might be that might be a, a big concession that the left uh, needed yeah, to probably. make to come to an agreement with the right. And that and the um, proper, um, property, right to private property, because that's covered under the right to human rights. Because of the international conventions that we yeah. could, yeah. But then I don't think it was a big concession for the left to agree to the right of property because the left was. I mean, as, unless yeah, we're talking yeah, about right like fringe, fringe yeah. left. Nobody really wanted to abolish that. Yeah, and even Artes, who's like the most fringe leftist, yeah. there are like in the sense that he wants us to be nor like literally North Korea. His words, not mine. <laughs> uh, even he's his. He doesn't want to get rid of private property. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess it was just like they needed to make this clear because there was just so much fear mongering going on to the last do uh, in the last pro uh, yeah, process that they were like, yeah, there's gonna be private property rights. Everybody chill the fuck out. So I guess that was kind of like the point. So number 10 is that the armed and police forces are to defer to the civil power, meaning the government and 
all them things, which mm-hmm. is also good. 11 uh, says that Chile will have four states of exception, the state of assembly, siege, catastrophe, and emergency, which That's also is a point. Is, yeah, that was in the previous convention. Yeah. I think they didn't have the... Which the one? state of... Um, catastrophe i know emergency i think the state of emergency they had catastrophe and siege but not which if you're unfamiliar with what happened the last two years uh we have an episode about it yeah we have a podcast another podcast episode about it i have no idea which one basically yeah but it's there but you know pinera last president made made extensive use of the state of uh emergency during the social uprising and even right now in the aracania region they so people would like it looks like we kind of need that because you know shit is hitting the fan left and right all the time uh, because when boric took power well took power when he was uh his administration began (laughs) uh that's correct way of saying that (laughs) Uh, he I, he got rid of the state of emergency in the south in the Araucanía and things got way worse. Yeah, so I he mean had to it was well intentioned, but it's just like you cannot go cold turkey on these kind yeah, of things. Yeah, it's, it's hard to put that back in the bag. Yeah. I mean he was also I guess he was also hoping that like the separatist group Mapuche group were a little bit more willing to talk to him, and it turned out they were, they were not. not at all. <laughs> so he was like, okay, fine. But yeah, state of emergency that basically gives uh, the president power of. Um, deploying the the army and the yeah. civilian yeah and the, the 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 draft of the last constitution suggested they would have to do away they would it would do away with that yeah. and people did not really like that that was a very unpopular thing so they made a point of including this into this framework of these twelve principles exactly. and then the twelfth principle is that Chile will commit to the protection and preservation of nature and biodiversity which is okay That's nice good. thumbs That's up nice. I like it. so I those like are nature. the twelve points the twelve principles and then just a few days ago. The idea of having an entry referendum came to the fore again oh, for the second time, but this time not to decide whether or not to like reform or rewrite or you know what you want to do, but rather to let the people decide on how they like the convention, uh, how they like the convention to look like, like big or small, like one hundred thirty or fifty people in there, experts on experts. I mean, I gotta say also like in the polls, in the polls lately, the idea of having the the constitution written just by a panel of experts that that one has gained traction i yeah, was surprised actually yeah i think the the re- the fact that the previous constitution the constitutional convention didn't involve experts i mean there yeah. was a panel of experts that was advising the constitution right but, you know i mean yeah but it wasn't like they weren't at the front run the the front writers of the previous of the constitution um Draft the constitutional draft the propuesta the, the draft yeah the yeah the, proposal, dra- the yeah. proposed draft they they weren't uh, they weren't people who were they weren't lawyer I mean there were a couple of lawyers but in general they were like other people from life not yeah people. so I think that soured the idea of having people elected elected people right I mean the broad co- I mean what I feel is the consensus right now is they were like okay we're gonna have a hundred percent elected. Um, convention but we are going to force upon them some experts that are not allowed to deliberate they're not allowed to discuss but they're supposed to be assessing those people and also kind of like prepare the agendas like okay this is what you're going to talk about now Mm. like go discuss so which seems like a good idea but there's still a lot of like open space there it's like okay what kind of experts are we talking about who's going to get to pick these experts how many experts what is their reach? How powerful are they? And yeah. so it's a lot of things to define. But I was really surprised to see that in these polls, a lot of people were saying almost fifty percent were saying, "I don't like. Let's not have an elected convention. Let's have just like couple together a couple of experts and behind you know closed doors. Let's let's have them write the the constitution." So that was a little yeah, that was a little surprising. So because of these 
shifting tides or shifting um, public opinions, a few parliamentaries came to the fore and they were just like, maybe we should have an entry referendum just to be clear how people want this convention to look like. But, you know, and, you know, while the right, you remember, like, the right was still A-OK with the idea of having an entry referendum a few weeks earlier when yes. it was still about uh, shall we reform or rewrite. In this one, they weren't really too happy about it, apparently, because they said, in part, because they didn't like it that it would communicate to the people that they can't come, can't come to an agreement internally, which, let's be frank, it's it doesn't true. really it's look true. like they are, <laughs> you know, because that was actually also point of the parliamentarians. They were like, look, this takes a lot longer than we thought, and there are a few lines that no party is willing to cross, so let's just let the people decide. Yeah. But well, nothing has been decided yet, you know, but if they did an entry referendum, that would actually push the whole schedule uh, back. back yeah then they would say that the exit referendum would be like in december 2023 or something like that for yeah, now they had it for i think mid 2023 or something yeah because i'm not sure if you're going to mention this but uh cervel which is our national electorate service mm. they said that due to the amount of elections that we've had in the past what a couple of years two years um they so don't, many elections dude. so many elections they don't have the manpower and they don't have the resources to ha make another election this year. So that's why we would have to wait even longer. Really? How, how does that make sense? I mean... Well, I mean, they, they ha need a lot of manpower and money. Yeah, and yeah, resources. yeah. I mean, the yeah, okay, money, I they, get they, that. They, they but it's just like, it's not like you're spreading yourself thin. It's just like you have one election at a time. It's not like they, they lack people. You know what I mean? No, but a lot of the time they, they hire people spe specifically yeah. for the election. Oh, okay, so they just don't have the budget anymore to yeah, just do that. Yeah, I just that. think it's generally more budgetary yeah. than that. Well, I guess then the government would have to step up, but then probably Congress would have to sign off on that. And mm, Yeah, because I think the, um, the government, government sees budgetary things but the congress has to give their right the okay well since we're still with the 1980 constitution since we did a lot of work on that what was the thing that the president has to let last say in budgetary things you know but um and he has the right to propose the bill yes and yeah i don't know maybe but you know that's still yeah, but i think congress still has to say the okay to for a couple of budgetary reasons I think that I think the 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 buck stops with the president in that case, but yeah, I'm, well, I'm not hundred percent sure. Or maybe, or, yeah. Plus, I think that some, I think someone mentioned you know there's a lot of other things that need money. Then, yeah, I mean, dude, I, I just I've never I've I've never gone to the poll polling stations so many times in the last year. It was just yeah, crazy, was crazy, dude. Like voting my ass off. Yeah, because they because they do pay the vocales people yeah. who who are chosen to be yeah. to write the to. Like when you go vote, there's a guy there with the thing, and you give them the carnet, and they sign, they make you sign. Yeah. They have, they actually get paid. Right. That's uh, it's kind of more like a little pocket money, but it's like five still, million, yeah. Yeah, but you know, you have a lot of these vocalists throughout and the country, so that it adds up, yeah. And you gotta print things, and you know, paper ain't cheap. So, so yeah. So to wrap this Eight. up, it's just like people were okay. Like the parties are coming together. They stuck their heads together. They agreed on some like outlines, which is good. But there are certain things that like they didn't agree on. Should it be big? Should it be small? Like experts, no experts. Uh, I think there were also like a couple of other things that the neither the left or the right would really just give an inch. And so. I don't know, man. Maybe by tomorrow somebody's going to make a proposal. Why don't we just roll the dice on <laughs> these things? Everything's possible. It's just a dumpster fire, man. But we just grab a big bag of like Scrabble tiles. Yeah. And just have someone like taking out and that would write the constitution. That sounds like a good idea actually compared to whatever is going on right now. So that's where we're at right now, folks.
Let's see. Yeah, that's whole dumpster fire. Every day something new is happening. The, I think I mentioned this when, um, during one of the meetings. One of the guys apparently got into a big fight. Talking about dumpster fires. Talking about dumpster fire. Gaspar Rivas. He's a diputado. I don't yeah. know what. I don't know. He's, he's a member of parliament. Yeah. He's a member of parliament. He's a party, uh, party the, the Yeah, the Paris's party, right? Paris's party. Yeah. yeah, they're not. They're not. They call themselves. Uh, they say they're not leftist or rightist. Yeah. But they're they're kind of libertarian. I, yeah. I mean, it's it, it translates to People's Party, but it's not like China People's Party. <laughs> it's, yeah, they're, no, they're, they're, not, they're not. They're they're they're, not they're libertarian. But they yeah. are, they're libertarian? Yeah, I wouldn't say libertarian, but they're liberal and economically liberal, so to speak. Okay, yeah, more like open. Yeah, it's kind of like this kind of stance, like, okay, yeah, f f like very business friendly, but then on social issues, kind of like, yeah, sure, go ahead, gay marriage, why not? You know, it's it's your life, do oh, whatever. Okay. So, yeah, so anyway, the, so Gaspar Rivas, this guy, he apparently got into a big argument during one of the meetings and <laughs> had to be dragged out because uh, he just started oh, yeah. yelling. Apparently, the story goes that he was... Um, Someone called him a Pinochetista, saying that he was a supporter of Pinochet. Oh, somebody called him a Pinochetista, okay. No, no, no. I think someone was someone was talking about Pinochet and he started yelling about being against Pinochet. Okay. But then he said, like, oh, because I'm not, I'm not a communist or anything. Uh, it's very fuzzy, because... <laughs> he didn't make a lot of sense. He didn't make a lot of sense. I just saw the video and it's just him screaming and everyone just telling him to leave. Wow. And yeah. the lady behind, like, his, I think it was his secretary. Yeah, she grabbed him, like, his like, arm and... Come on. Yeah, poor little old lady. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, I saw the video. He was like, he was, he was, yeah. But you know, like busting a fuse there. It was just busking. What was he say? No, the gasket thing. Blowing a casket. Be blowing a gasket. Thank gasket, you. Gasket, not casket. That's not gasket. That would be gasket. very morbid. Yeah. <laughs> there so, we yeah, are. So Two non-native English speakers on the mics. Yeah, that's basically the perfect way to summarize the, <laughs> how those conversations are going. And uh, the other thing that happened was that they brought in Pancho Malo. Yeah, but I think that was the reason that he got upset. Yeah, because like, it wasn't the same day, I think. So yeah, I but think he, he was... I think he yelled at him because Pancho Malo. That makes sense. And yeah, and Pancho Malo, he. Pancho Malo, he's what's a. It, what's his uh, this thing called? His tease. It's the not leader. his real name, by the way. No, he's the leader of. What's his guy? Uh, Team Patriota. Team Patriota. Who are these really? Um, the right wing. I think they're official. I don't know if they're officially affiliated with the Republican Party or they're just non-officially uh, affiliated with the Republican Party? No, I think party. even the Republican Party sometimes even try to distance themselves from okay, yeah, so, <laughs> so Basically, point. it's just a bunch of people who are like, they do a lot of, they go to the Plaza Italia and they get rid of the banner, they take down the banners. Um, they would go and like, go face get face off against the politicians for like being... Yeah. Like they wait, wait, they wait for the politicians outside of like, TV channels and they just start yelling at them. Yeah, I think they were even calling out uh, Cast and 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 Rojo Edwards. Yeah, and shit so like they, that. they yeah they turned themselves against <laughs> yeah. people people the right wing left wing blah, blah blah. They basically make a lot of enemies and their leader is Pancho Milo, who's a former he was the head he he was in charge of the Barra Brava of the Colo Colo. Okay, now that makes like, sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He led like the hooligans. Yeah, he like the ultras of. Uh, the what? They call it ultras, like these okay, violent the fans. And, like, violent yeah. football fans, like get into fights and like throw uh, Bengalas. How do you say that? Yeah, um, Bengali fires. I think it's called. I think so. Well, you, you all know what. We yeah, mean. yeah, those red thingies that they threw and uh, the. Uh, 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 blah. Blah. 
Uh, and he, in fact, even Pancho Mato, I think he was in jail for murdering someone. Yeah, and you know, you might guess that Pancho Mato is not his real name. Who would yeah, call himself Pancho Mato? Yeah, Francisco, that goes without saying. But Malo? I mean, who would call himself like that? It's like a Doctor Doom thing. Yeah, it's just like, okay, name, you're representing a political ideology here. Like, you may want to try people, have people think that you're one of the good guys here. Yeah. Don't call yourself Pancho Malo. Pancho, good guy. Yeah, Pancho, good Pancho guy. Bueno. Uh, so yeah, so they invited him to the meeting, which brought a brought a lot of controver- controversy around the thing. Because yeah. you know, why is this guy here? He's not a politician. He's not officially a politician. He's just a member of a patriotic team who's like called like activist. Yeah, he's yeah he's, he's an, an activist. activist. And yeah, even because especially it was controversial because I think a week before he was he was caught like going into Congress using a fake uh, press pass. So oh it's just a cluster dumpster fire. Cluster dumpster fire. Cluster dumpster fire. It, cluster fuck is not enough to like <laughs> to describe this situation. So yeah, yeah so yeah. that's where we are. With so the yeah, this this guy Gasparillo almost came out swinging. I mean, uh, that yeah. really conjured memories like of uh, I don't know parliamentary sessions in what do you say Turkey or oh, like Turkey, South Korea yeah, or Japan, which <laughs> just where they would just go like launch themselves at each other and fight. fist fights. There's nothing funnier than seeing middle-aged men wearing ties and suits. I find that super funny. Getting into like, fistfights. And middle-aged men who are not like, like most of them are economists. Like they're just doughy, not, not yeah. to, like body shame or anything, but <laughs> yeah. just it's just different you know? to see like someone like who used to be like a boxer or uh, like, you know, with those old men who like look like they can yeah, just yeah, bench yeah. press a car. Yeah. But no, these guys are like old people, like out of shape since like Nixon was president. <laughs> it's yeah, funny. and they lost their shit. So yeah. yeah, let's hope this doesn't happen again in Chilean politics because it's not a good look, guys. It's not a good look. Or if it happens, we have better, uh, better view of it. Yeah, so it's, bring it's, the popcorn. Yeah, bring the popcorn. So I guess that's that's all that we have for news that's today. All you have, I have one more thing. Oh, please go ahead, by all means. Something interesting, which again, I'm very... Because you need to edit this. <laughs> huh? oh, I'm the one who edits, so yeah. So, you know, screw, screw you, future pinguino. <laughs> um, so the one... Uh, my, my news are very centered on public transportation, because I like public transportation. You need public transportation. Because I need public transportation. I always take public transportation, and I just like it, like, the, in general. So you're one of the few, my friend. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, So basically, they announced the they have begun excavating the future seventh line of the Santiago Metro system. Yes, they have. And that's a really ambitious project. It was originally going to to start in like 2017. It was announced in 2017 by Bachelet. It was gonna. They were gonna start doing that right after they finished line three, but you know, due to the estallido and the subsequent pan- pandemic and economic crisis, they haven't been able to properly finish it or start it really. So now they've begun, and that one will go all the way from Cerro Navi, from Renca, which you know, Renca is a municipality that has a big sign that says Renca Lleva. Had. Had. It's, it's no longer there. It's no longer oh, there. Oh, it's Are been down me? for years. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. I didn't know that. Shadow your dreams. Yeah. I wanted that to be the new Hollywood. Um, <laughs> so Renca, basically, it's going to go from Renca to all the way to Vitacura. Basically, crisscrossing Whoa. Santiago from southeast to northwest. No, southwest no, to northeast. To northeast, there you go. Uh, so, yeah. 
that will go through Baquedano. It's going to be a combination with line one and five. Man, which I don't man. know if anyone's been to Baquedano. That already is it's a just, labyrinth. Yeah, that, would be, that, uh, that would be the first metro station to be a, a hub for three lines. Yeah. They would Inside probably have to expand that. Definitely. And also, Baquedano is a hotbed for whenever shit is going down on the street. Exactly. I don't know if that's such a good idea, to be honest, I mean, it's, but okay. It's, it's, it's it is what it is. I mean, you can't really uh, yeah. put uh, anything Yeah, it's too late now. Yeah, because that is like a hub of the city. That's, I mean, it's not, it's it's the line right between Providencia and Santiago Central, but it's still like a center for like Santiago in general. That's why yeah. all the pro- protests are there. Well, I hope they do the, 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 the do the signing a little bit better like you know the the, the metro th- well, line oh, three yeah, and then six it's just like it's horrible you, yeah. you you run in circles because you don't know where the exit is because like somebody really didn't bother to put up a sign there or misleading I just, I sign just walk until i reach somewhere <laughs> yeah, that's always that's, a good plan that's what i do uh so yeah it's gonna be in Baquedano. it's also it's gonna so for, it's gonna go from renca up to Baquedano, and then in Baquedano, it's gonna go parallel to line one because well, the main it, idea of this of this yeah, to take line some... is to ease off the pressure yeah. of line one. I don't know if you ta- anyone's taking line one at rush hour. It is a sardine can. Oh, yeah. It's just... It's horrible. Because mm-hmm. the line one is the, the line one is the only one that goes from like west to e- east to west. Yeah. Uh, through the center, through every major thing. So this one is going to go up to Bagnana, then uh, Pedro Valdivia. It's going to share Pedro Valdivia with line one, and then it's going to go all the way up to Estoril. Oh, that is way up. Yeah, that is around where the Clinica Las Condes is. Tancura, actually, I think. Tancura? Yeah, it's closer to Tancura. Closer to Tancura. And so, it's where... Yeah, no, it, it is. And it's where the Kennedy Highway ends. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so Line 7 was going to go through Parque Forestal, but there was a huge hubbub because, you know, they were going to destroy the park, the, the one park that's in the area. So they decided to like, <laughs> which is ironic because that thing is in shambles anyway. I'm sorry. It is <laughs> that one fell victim the to the estallido uh, social. Yeah, it's mo- a lot of the trees. Apparently, tear gas is not good for trees. You know, just in case. <laughs> what a thunk. Yeah. So anyway, they started. Uh, they started the this week. They start, they started the excavation. It will be ready around 2027. 20, Again, that's uh, estimate because hmm. Chile is Chile and. Mm. <clears throat> They, for example, did you guys know that we had a uh, our subway system was missing line three for many years until very recently? I was I was wondering about that. Yeah. Yeah, because it was originally going to be line one, two, and they were building it line one, two, and three, and then they skipped three and went all the way to five. Then and then four, they added four and four A. Four A. <laughs> then they did six, and then they did three. Yeah. We're not doing very well in math scores. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, it's gonna estimated gonna be ready in twenty twenty seven. 2027 and connect Renca with Vitacura. So that's going to be make a lot of people here up in Vitacura ready. Mad. Oh, yeah. And But it's going to be help decongest line one. And this is, they already are planning line eight and line nine, which are also going to help mostly decongest, say, um, decongest the already Santiago Metro. Hmm. Ready. You know what I'm really looking forward to is the urban, um, the urban, the tele- teleferico, you call it, the... Cableway? Yeah, the teleferic, telefer, cableway, whatever. Cable, rail, yeah. cable car. Yeah, the thing, yeah, but the cable car, like, I don't know, if I say cable car, I think of San Francisco, the thing that, like, gets pulled up the street. Oh, yeah. But that one is in the air, so they are actually, I was actually at the presentation where they um, talked about that, they're going to build one here. 
well, they have been planning on doing this for a while. In um, in in Ciudad Empresarial, yeah. No, well, it's the starting point is um, the close to the World Trade Center, and then it's gonna have a stop. Yep. Where where is I know there's a World Trade Center. Oh oh oh, it's in Manhattan. Sanhattan. Like in the middle of Sanhattan, like next to the Costanera Center. Oh, okay, okay. So it's yeah, going to start there, and then I think they're going to have a stop on the Cerro San Cristobal, but the, okay. the they just have two stops or three stops, and then the final stop is Ciudad Empresarial. Mm, that would be good. Which is, I think it's gonna, supposed to be ready between like 2025 or something. Like I'm so looking forward to that because it's going to be just straight shot all to Wachuraba. Not because I really want to go to Ciudad Empresarial, Wachuraba. There's not, I mean, there's a lot of things in them. Like, no, the, I worked there for like two months. Yeah, I mean, if you nothing. go work there, yeah. There was one time, there, there was one time. There's a Starbucks. There was one convenience store that when it was closed, there was nothing to eat. Wow. And I, I thought about getting an Uber. Really? I get, about getting an Uber Eats. Yeah, because apparently after they studied a lot of the... Oh. And due to the pandemic, a lot of uh, places went to teleworking. So gotcha. They closed, so they closed down a lot down. of the offices okay. and the few restaurants that were there were dependent on the... Of the workers, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, of course. I mean, that's the whole idea of this place. Yeah, the, like the yeah, the Ciudad For those who don't know, it's this one section in Santiago that's just basically it was created to be like a work hub, like a lot of uh, empresas and like basically the headquarters for a lot of empre- uh, enterprises. Enterprises, Star Trek. Uh, well, you can say enterprises. Yeah. <laughs> enterprises does it work? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a bit uncommon, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, once with the pandemic, a lot of those places closed down. So a lot of restaurants closed down. So now there's nothing. <laughs> and I, I worked at a, I was community manager for a, for a thingy that was working there. And basically, at lunchtime we either went to the supermarket, and if that was closed, there was nothing. Nice. But yeah, that would really work. That's I mean, it's gotta have a beautiful view. Though. Yeah, that's why I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, the cable gonna... way. Yep. And yeah, I thought they, I thought they I thought they they canceled that one. No, well. Apparently that it's reactivated, but cool. but anyway, yeah, Mate, I think Mate, it's. Mate, huh? Mate, I remember Matei, the mayor uh, yeah. of Providence, didn't want it because she said that it was gonna cause the um, cause too much traffic in near the Costanera Center, which already is a gridlock, a rush hour. So. I mean, the idea is that people decongest this. I, I, I'm just I saying think she got it the other way around. Yeah, yeah, no, but I get it. I know what you mean, but yeah. But anyway, I think it's great that they're like yeah, expanding the public transportation network, beat with Definitely. cable cars, telepherics, or metros or subways. Just get the streets emptier, not necessarily to make more space for cars, cars, but get more space for pedestrians. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah especially like uh, Santiago is really congested city. There oh, dude, like there. it's getting worse and worse, but oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that'd be awesome, man. That'd be amazing. That. I love the subway. Yeah, I know it's it's the one thing that I really I feed fresh, feed fresh. Yeah. They're not paying us. So they're, they're not paying not. us. I wish they'd pay us. I could have a sandwich right now, man. So yeah, that's all the news that I have. Yeah, that's I guess all the news that we have. Uh, well, if you haven't yet, so become a patron on yes, our Patreon. Patreon. We a have Patreon on the Patreon tiers. They're pretty good. Not tiers as in crying, but if, if you don't that too. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't become our patron, there will be. There will be tiers. Additional tiers. We have like what's three tiers now. I think the lowest level is five dollars a month for now. Well, Bethany's our Patreon expert there, but I'm just saying like you get perks and benefits. You get like monthly tip sheets that we prepare. You get if you come to some of the cheese dollars events, you get sometimes free entry, sometimes you get a free drink. There are things, there are perks, and we only have two. And you get our undying 
gratitude. I think the third one is still under. No, oh, so we just in messed the up works. We just, yeah. Huh? So we just messed up because we gave away. Uh, we have Bethany's ah, no, 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 and Lady Lovers. Okay. Well, anyway, I, 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 I think we can give it away that we're working on a third tier if you really want to support us. Because, as I said, you know, tip sheets, drinks, yes. freebies, um, you got and our undying gratitude. For the events that we announced, you get tickets. Yes. For those. Yes. So what I said. And your free beer. <laughs> That's what I said. And other things Lenny said that I'm repeating now because I was not paying attention. I am sorry. <laughs> oh, People boy. Pinguinos Pals, that was it. Yeah. So, uh, sign up. Support us. Yes. Support us nice. rambling into microphones. Yes. All right. So, I guess I have nothing else. So. Uh, me neither. Can we can we say gringo out? Because neither of us is gringo. Well, I'm kind of gringo in the Chilean sense. So, uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. Should I take Bethany's yeah. part this time? Hey. So, uh, when in doubt, gringo out. Bye. Bye. The Chile Today podcast is hosted by Lennart Kluge and Bethany Francis and produced by Diego Pinguino Rivera. For more information on the news topics you heard today, check out chiletoday.cl.